So my name's Thomas. If you've not met me before, perhaps this is the first time you've watched Church Online, we are going to be looking at the Bible, uh, God's Word this morning. And as a church, we have been doing a series called City on a Hill. And uh, it's based on a couple of verses from the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus spoke. A preach, basically, that Jesus spoke when he was here on earth. And he speaks about being a city on a hill. That we are not, if we believe and trust in him, we are to shine. We are to shine. So that means that we live different. There's something about us and we stand out in a good way. And the heart behind this little series as we look at things like integrity, availability, courage, joy, is that we look at or look for opportunities in the day to day and ask the Lord to shape our thoughts, our actions, our decisions into behaviours that are more like him, that are more like him, that are reflecting him, that we shine, that there's something attractive about us to our city, to our work colleagues, to our neighbours, to our family, everybody that we are interacting with. And that means that uh, a whole load of good stuff resides in us, that shapes us, and should be shaping those around us. So I want to look at something this morning which I feel is another key to being God colours in Inverness and the Highlands or wherever you're watching from this morning. I want to look at encouragement and all of our talks that we've done so far are, are really key but I feel that this one is needed more than ever in this season that we find ourselves in. In a season where everything is changing so fast and so much and there's just such an unknown when we look to the future. That encouragement is so, so important. And encouragement goes a long way. It goes a long way. There's a story once told of a man who, uh, going to his door, he finds a dog there. Just a random dog. And uh, his paper's in his mouth. The morning paper's in his mouth. So he takes the paper off him and he goes and gets a biscuit. And uh, the dog kind of ran away. He didn't know where it came from. And then the next morning, the same dog appears there with eight papers in his mouth, uh, wanting the eight biscuits. See, see what the story's saying there. We respond to encouragement, don't we? And I, I want to look at a couple of things uh, to do with encouragement. Firstly, it's 100% biblical. It's weaved throughout God's word. And that's a great starting point, isn't it? To look at, does the Bible, what does the Bible say about it? And the Bible is full of its importance. God loves us to encourage each other. We see loads when we uh, look at the life of Paul as he was writing to churches in uh, the New Testament. We, we hear loads of enc around encouragement. Paul says to the church in Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, encourage and build each other up. He also says in his letter to the Hebrews in chapter 10, verse 23, one of my favourite verses. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. We also see Paul to the church in Ephesus. Paul was big on encouragement. He says, uh, Ephesians 4 29 only talk come the only talk come what excuse me a second I've mistyped something 
Only talk come out of your mouth for building up. That doesn't make sense. The only talk that should come out of your mouth is for building up. I got really confused there. We're rolling with it. Uh, when we speak, it's to it's, it should be to build one another up. Proverbs 12.25 says, Anxiety weighs a man down, but a good word makes him glad. And in the early days of the church, in Acts 15.32, we see Judas and Silas, who were prophets, encouraged and strengthened uh, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. So encouragement strengthens us. And I, I'd urge us in this season to be pouring out encouragement to one another. God uses it for his glory and for building us up. And there's none more evident than looking at Paul when he writes out to these churches. We spoke last week of his, encourage, his conversion. And it was a man called Barnabas. And that Barnabas's name means the son of encouragement. And his encouragement uh, that Paul was first accepted to the church in Jerusalem. But uh, Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on this journey on the road to Damascus seen the Lord and the Lord had spoken to him. And how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So we look at Paul's journey thanks to encouragement. Encouragement was part of his transforming story thanks to Barnabas. And where encouragement played its part. Encouragement and cheering each other on is to be uh, at the heart of the church. And uh, we see in ch the church in Corinth, for example, that the lack of this was tearing that church apart. There was infighting, there was gossip. Where I'm sure there was good things happening as well. But all of that was in amongst the rubbish. Encouragement can help us through the battles. Encouragement reminds us of God's power. Encouragement reminds us of the hope that we have. Encouragement helps us live in a fallen world in a more holy way. And it's important uh, to say that in terms of encouragement, we must have a structure as well through encouragement to bring challenge and to be accountable and to be more like Jesus. Because we will muck up. I will muck up. We do need guidance. So we need encouragement to be active and to be poured out. But we must also have that space where we're stretched, developed, pulled up on areas that need change and development. I know that's true for me. That's important in our journey as we, as we look to, to live for Jesus, to shine for him, to be God colours in this world. To be asking, where can I be more effective for Jesus? What am I ignoring? And to be encouraged in the mix of that journey as well. So it's, it's biblical. Secondly, it's to be given and not just thought. Often uh, we can think the words, can't we? But uh, something holds us back. Often I'll have those moments where I go, oh, I must let them know they've done a, a really good job there. Oh, I must, I'll text them tonight. Or I must get round to that. Or I must get... Uh, yeah, I must, I must do that later on. But the thing about must, when we say we must get round to that, is that we'll end up going round in circles. We'll end up going round in circles and often the time will never come when we get round to that. I want to encourage us, and this, this isn't just for us as a church family. This is for, although that's nice and important, that's for, this is for the people that we meet in our Monday mornings, in our weeks ahead. We must be calling it out in folk. We must be calling encouragement out. 
who don't know Jesus. Not to just think it, not to just bottle it, but to bring it. The power of words is not to be underestimated in this time. Perhaps you are sitting watching this thinking there's not much I can do in this season in terms of actions, in terms of capacity, in terms of rolling up my sleeves and getting my hands dirty. You can encourage in this season. The power of our words is important. The book of James speaks a lot about our words and I love the power of words. I love the potential they carry. Our words have the power to grow uh, weeds or plant seeds. Our words can tear people down or they can build people up. Our words, when God breathed, can shape destinies or destroy dreams. I feel that that's a, a word for some of us this morning that Perhaps many years ago we've had words spoken over us that have destroyed a dream. Why are you doing that? You can't go there. That's somebody else's job. Today the Holy Spirit wants to break that off and to pour in encouragement. You are a gift from God and it's time to re-enter the race. It's time to re-enter the race. You have a number. You have that number to run the race again. God knows you and he is saying it's time to re-enter. So I want to say Inverness Vineyard Church, don't just think it, bring it to life. Speak it out. Take that time as soon as you can to send that text, type that email, make that phone call. I got a, a phone call this week which just filled me to the brim. Just filled me to the brim. It wasn't overly long, about a minute, minute and a half, but it absolutely filled my tank and made my week. So encouraging. It restored some stuff in me. It reminded me of why I do or why we do what we do. And it helped me focus on what God has called who God, 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 who God has called me to be. And as a result, I'll encourage more. See, Paul sees they're already doing it. He could have left it, but he documents it. He documents it. He sees there's good stuff happening, but he wants to document it. We might think, uh, oh, they don't need to hear it. They're flying. They're flying. They don't need to hear it. There'll be other people telling them the stuff. They've got enough people telling them, encouraging them. But when we just think it, the power those words carry evaporate. The potential that those words carry evaporate. But when we bring it out into the spoken, they come alive and they serve their purpose. That email, that text, that phone call, that face-to-face -face chat. Calling out the good stuff and encouraging those who, I don't know if you remember the TV show Catchphrase. I used to love Catchphrase with Mr. Chips and Roy Walker. And Roy Walker used to just say, say what you see, say what you see. That's my Northern Irish accent. My mum's Northern Irish, so I, I used to speak Northern, I used to have a Northern Irish accent when I was younger. But uh, say what you see, say what you see. I wonder if we adopted that when it comes to encouragement, what would change? And then thirdly, trust the timing. Trust the timing. The Duke of Wellington, who was a British military leader, he defeated Napoleon at Waterloo 
He was not an easy man to serve under. He was brilliant, demanding, but he never showered compliments. Yet he realised that his methods uh, left something to be desired. There was a gap there. And in his old age, a, a young lady asked him uh, what, if anything, he would do differently if he had his life to live over again. And Wellington thought for a moment, he replied, I'd give more praise. I'd give more praise. You know, encouragement is so important. Oh, had a wee call there. I was going to take it and embarrass them. Embarrass them, never mind, next time, next time. Encouragement is so important in maintaining a healthy spiritual walk. And we need people around us who provide that when the going gets tough, when slip-ups happen. And let's face it, this is a tough season. This is hard. We need encouragement. And I know for myself that encouragement at the right time is fuel for the fight. I often find when it comes, uh, whether it's all those different methods, a text, email, phone call, that the Lord knows what he's doing and that timing is perfect. It brings life. It refocuses us on uh, his mission. It reminds us of who we are, reminds us of who God is, and it grows a culture of encouragement in those around us and in us. See, when I say trust the timing, we trust that God knows that that person needs that encouragement on that day at that time. You might have no idea what's going on inside uh, that person's life, in their thinking, in their hearts, in their soul. But the Lord knows. And it's trusting his timing that that is the perfect timing for that encouragement. Because on the outside it may seem rosy, but it may be the Lord just wants to deposit that little seed at that time. So it's to trust the timing that that word of encouragement could be the kingdom fuel to sustain that person through the storm. Through the hidden storm sometimes. A reminder that they are not in it alone, that there's people around them who love them and uh, are standing alongside them. A reminder to look to Jesus, to cling to Jesus, and that they are alongside that, there's people that have their backs and that are praying for them. So to trust the timing. And then finally, encouragement can often have a spiritual dynamic, which kind of echoes what we were just saying uh, with trusting the timing. Encouragement often does something in us. And it can, on some occasions, push us on to the more that God has for us. But just as encouragement can call out the good stuff, it can also bring comfort, reassurance and purpose to us in the valleys. To remind us of who God is and who we are and uh, that we're not a failure, we're not a lost cause, that we're not a strain, that we're not a burden. That in the storms, Jesus is with us. That in the storms, there are people alongside us. People who won't budge. Jesus won't budge. Jesus uh, will remain through the storm. People who uh, are reminding us that God is a God of second chances, a new life and hope. And that we have people around us who remind us that it will be okay it will be okay. People that remind us and encourage us that in the situations and troubles and seasons that we find ourselves in, that that can be redeemed when Jesus is in the mix. 
that there's not a lot that God can do. There's nothing that God can't do. Perhaps some of us are there just now, just in the pits, in the valley just now. There's hope. His name is Jesus. Rest in that. He knows you. He knows the battle. And perhaps right now in this moment, this is the encouragement right now for you that he is listening. Encouragement is such a vital ingredient to city on a hill living. To give and to receive. The more we nurture that culture in our church, in our lives, in our houses, the more it will reverberate around our city and around everyone we meet. I really believe that. It can unlock the next faith step in our walks. It can call out the gold. And if you are struggling to see an encouragement this morning, I want to urge you just to ask the Lord. Ask the Lord to show you. Speak to him this morning. Call out to him to uh, give you a, a glimpse to, to let you see what he sees, to refocus on him. And I want to just challenge us how inventive we can be. Uh, what can you do right now after listening to this? Who has encouraged you? Who needs encouragement right now who's in the midst of a battle? And not just to think it, but to throw it out there. To think of the potential, to think of the word and season moment. I remember, just to close, when I was younger, uh, I was actually came from a, a conversation just before we moved house where somebody asked me who were the three most influential, influ I can't speak today, I'm going to have a drink of water. Who are the three most influential people in my life so far? And I mentioned a couple of people and then my third person was my youth leader when I was younger. And uh, I was getting quite emotional just thinking about it because I'd never been asked that question. And my youth leader, you know, when I was 14, 15 years old, bit of a grumpy teenager, bit hormonal, yeah, a bit, just a bit like, meh. That was my response to most things. Uh, every Sunday night without fail, he would come up to me and he would just shake my hand. Hi, Thomas, how you doing? And just chat and just listen and just encourage me. It wasn't profound, deep, impactful, life-changing stuff at that time, but it was consistent and it was born out of love and wanting the best for me and with just a attentiveness really to check in that I was okay. And looking back, that, that was so encouraging for me. I didn't know it at the time, but it really shaped uh, who I am in terms of the importance of encouragement and seeing that in action. So I'm really thankful to him. His name was John Shannon and maybe somehow he, he might hear this, but I did get in touch with him and just shared that when the guy mentioned it. He asked me the question and I got quite emotional and emailed him and uh, it's good to encourage, isn't it? Who's encouraged you? Who's encouraged you? Maybe this last season, maybe in your life, maybe when you were younger. Send a wee email this afternoon. Go on, do it and just see how God uses it. Give one encouragement every day this week. Super spiritual or not, it doesn't matter. And when you get one, when you receive one, adopt the posture that you'll then pay it forward. The potential of that being in our DNA, in our living, 
and are living and breathing as uh, God colours in this world could help a lot in sharing the love of Jesus. I firmly believe that and that, that the hope that he loves us so much and he loves the people of Inverness so much and longs for us to come alive in him. So let's encourage one another. Amen.